0: hello everybody and welcome to the i know nothing about beer podcast how in the world are you doing out there in podcast land oh my goodness no season two this is not it yet but i had this episode i've been trying to get it out and finally i had the time to edit and get it done let me just tell you everybody uh season two is coming along i'm so excited but i wanted to drop this special episode because I got contacted by Jonathan from Hop of the Month club and he was like hey man we'd love to come on and talk about hops and I was like I would love for you to come on and talk about hops so took a little time to get that situated out and uh, he came over we had um a lot of fun we did hops in a in a french press we did hops, um, like made a tea out of them. We smelled hops. This is, um, a, a very fun deep dive into the world of hops. I normally don't do sensory evaluation stuff on this podcast, but it was too fun to pass up. So, uh, Jonathan from Hop of the Month Club, wonderful guy. Please check him out, Hop of the Month Club and on all the social webs and internet uh, internet things. Um, I do have to let you know this um, before I let this episode out. My wife was like, hey, make sure you say this ahead of time. Um, he did give me some hops uh, to try in some of my next beers. Um, so he gave them to me free. I Thank you very much, Jonathan. Um, I want to make sure I put that out there. Um, I did not put him on the podcast because he gave me free hops, but it is never a bad thing to get some free hops. Um, so anyways... Uh just wanted to put that out there in all honesty and transparency about this um, little episode. But um this is not this was not me going, Hey, let me put out a commercial for uh, for a, a new friend of mine, but oh man, I get to talk about hops for an hour and it's from Jonathan from Hop the Month Club. So there you go. Take it or leave it. Um Anyway, season two is coming along. I've been doing so many interviews. I've got to get so many uh, little intros ready uh, and all those other fun things set. And then, uh, yeah, I'll start putting them out sooner than later. Okay, people, I know. I'm. It's coming. Just give me a minute. Um, I've had... Oh, I'll talk about this a little later. I got sick. Does not help you do editing on podcasts. So, anyways... All right, everybody, thank you again so much for holding out for season two. I am so excited about this. Everyone, have a great rest of the day, night, morning, whenever you may be listening to this. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, It has been so fun to see the stats, uh, people still listening in between seasons. Thank you so very much. Catch up on it. Time to binge because season two is coming and I will have a episode about that sooner than later. All right. Um, Yeah, probably after. My brother's getting married next week. So, uh, probably after that. All right. Everybody, I love you. Appreciate you so much. Have a good rest of the night, day, morning. Cheers. everybody hello and welcome to the i know nothing about beer podcast how in the world are you doing oh my goodness this is a fun little i'm so excited about tonight because i've got jonathan from hop of the month and i was so excited to have him on i was like i don't want to wait till season two to put this on so this is going to got to be an extra special
1: middle uh episode with jonathan sir how are you doing i'm doing great thanks for having me this Mm is you know, and I think we were talking a minute ago. Um yeah, we don't really know each other, but I I knew you through uh, Maple Branch mm-hmm. and Stuart and Alyssa. And they, you reviewed one of their beers. I think Stuart does great beer.
0: He did an excellent job.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. So uh, that's how I discovered you, and I've, I've listened to the podcast. And I think uh, I was listening to the the episode with you did with Strange Brew the other day.
0: Oh, I love the oh. And I was like, so you know, fun. I was
1: like, I should reach out. I should just reach out and say hi because I think he, I knew that you were close by. We live fairly close to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're both
0: uh, in the 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 North Tarrant North Tarrant kind of mid cities yeah. area. Yeah. So I
1: was like, I, you know, I should reach out and, you know, it's weird that I don't know a home brewer in the area. So <laughs> I was like, well,
0: a, and I'm a home brewer, hmm. but, um, having two young children has, um, it's, uh, lessened the home brewing part. I understand completely. Yes, I, I got my handle Al the brewer, um, when I was brewing much more regularly and no one had Al the brewer as a handle on any social media platform. So I was like, great, I'll take that one up. There you go. Yeah. 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 So tonight, I'm excited um, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I get to just hang out and talk about hops. But two, we're going to have some fun um, doing some hop sensory evaluation. Is that the right way to put it?
1: That is. That's okay. a good way to put it.
0: And uh, a little later on, we're going to go live. So part of this, uh, we're going to go live on Instagram. So part of this episode will be out there, like the middle part. Um, that's a little later on because we have hops steeping in. Uh, two different French press, presses, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But So first off, um, hop sensory evaluation. Okay, let's take a, a little bit of a step back. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you ha- are on one or two planes, okay? If you know nothing about beer, as the title indicates, um, you may be going, I know that there's these things called hops. I don't know what they are. And then there's other people that are like already going. Well, what kind of hops are you going to be putting in? You know, uh, you know, uh, bait anomalies and all the other fun jazz that goes along with them. That is a highly, highly technical. I think we're going to stay out of those weeds. It's fun to talk mm-hmm. that type of shop, but I think we're going to stay out of those weeds. I right. think we're more going to stick to um, not hop 101, but we'll we'll just carry along. And I may, if I hear something that we're getting deep in the weeds to, into, like explain, like hey, let's let's talk about that. What does that mean? Um, so let's start off. Um, what are quote hops and then how are they used in beer?
1: So hops are the part that we use Mm -hmm. uh, in beer is the flower of the female vine. So there's two different, two different, there's male and female, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's vine, not vine. Uh, be, it's a botanical thing. It gets into Amen. how they grow. I mean, how
0: how much better is that for a beer <laughs> thing to already start off with it's bind, not vine. Yeah, because we, we need more labels and things like that in beer to argue about. Yes,
1: that's right. That's right. We're not we're not <laughs> talking wine here. We're talking we're talking beer. So it's it's a vine mm-hmm. uh, you can get flowers off the males, but they're the male hops, but they're full of seeds, and so they're not really that's, no no not really seeds. great. No. And so the, this really, and it's funny if you look back through the literature, and I've started. Looking back through um, historical text on, top, on hops just mm-hmm. to kind of educate myself. But even 100 years ago, people were still, you know, you know they would even write in, in the educational you know, publications of the day we don't really know what's going on. Mm. and we you know we're trying to figure that out and it really yes. hasn't been until like the last 50 60 70 years that they've really gotten a handle on what the different you know there's alpha and there's beta acids and how those work together and it's that's super technical there's a lot of research being done on that and that's yeah um i think that's probably not where we're going tonight we're going kind of on the, the fun end of things on just kind of the aromas and yes. smells but to, to kind of answer your your question so the so the hops that we use are the the flowers from the female binds. They're not very seedy. They might have a couple of seeds, but they are then dried. Mm-hmm. And usually what we see them is uh, after they've been ground and pelletized. Mm-hmm. And then we see them in these little rabbit, lo- rabbit food looking things, right? Yeah. And yeah. so then those are added to beer and they're added to beer for a couple of things. They'll uh, help with, you add them early on in the boil to help with preservation because they're mm-hmm. antimicrobial. And you add them late in the boil for aroma and flavor. Gotcha.
0: So, And let me explain just real quick the boil. So when you're making beer, it's it's just really a few different steps. You take Mm -hmm. this grain, you make a grain tea. That grain tea is called wort. You take that wort and you boil it in a big kettle from generally 60 minutes to however really long you want because you're going to go crazy and do like a 120 or something like that. But generally 60 minutes. And when you say being at the beginning of the boil at the start of that 60 minutes, so say, you know, uh, home brewers, we go from 60 down to zero. Mm-hmm. So at minute 60, you put that in and then, you know, at your 10 minutes, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, before your, you, you, what you call the flame out, the turn off the burner, mm-hmm. um, you add in more hops. Um, and the way that I've heard it said is that when hops are introduced at the beginning of the boil, you're getting more of, quote, a bittering
1: taste and hops at the end of the boil. You're getting more of their aroma. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, the longer you boil them, the more bitter they are. Mm. And really what's happening as you boil them is those aroma compounds are mm. actually leaving the wort. So they're mm. actually boiling off in the in the evaporation. Gotcha. So you're not getting the the aroma and flavor oils that you'd be getting, but you're, mm-hmm. you're getting left with, you know, the... Gets into um you know you know the the change in the hop oil so the bitter compounds yeah. stay in the liquid but the the aromas stay out so that's why we add them later because quite frankly hops smell good and we, they do we yeah. like you know which is we're gonna get to that but that's you know they, I think hops smell good and they taste good in the right context right they're not usually yeah. things that you you know have for having your breakfast cereal but yeah. Um, so th- those are the flavors that we're looking for, and those are heat helps with those, which is mm-hmm. why we're, we're we're steeping some hops in hot water.
0: Yes, we have some hops steeping in hot water um, and I'm very excited about that um, okay, so um, hops come in general for home brewers and even mm-hmm. for for professional brewers in a couple different varieties not I'm not talking about the types of hops mm-hmm. but how hops come to the brewers mm-hmm. so you have pelletized right which literally look like rabbit pellets and that is our cat rota. Again, mm. if anybody is looking for a cat, more than happy to give you one. If you want me to just open up the door so that it comes to you, I'm fine with that too. Um, but the hops will come either as a pellet that looks like rabbit food, and that means that the hops been ground up and pressed, correct?
1: Correct. Yep. They're ground up and then they're put in usually a hammer mill which compacts them down. Mm.
0: Gotcha. And then the other way, um there's I, I've seen it three ways. Then there's uh, hop flowers that have been just slightly pressed and dried. Mm -hmm. And then that's whole leaf. Right. And then there's fresh hops, which are really fun, a little harder Mm -hmm. to get. And that is literally picked from the vine, popped in a bag, shipped to you. Mm -hmm. You got to use them quick.
1: You've got, yeah. And a lot of times they're, um, not even shipped to you. They're, they're, you know, vines are cut down, they're picked off that. And then mm. they throw them in a bag and drive over to the brewery and toss them in. You know, yeah. you've got the, you know, you've got the beer ready. It's, it's ready to boil yeah, at, yeah. At, at the time when the, when the hops show up. So you're just, you're trying to get it in as, as fresh as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: because there is a degradation in time mm. with hops, right?
1: There is so it's oxidation. So it's uh, the more oxygen hits a, you know, it's like, um, wine is a good example for this. If you leave mm-hmm. a glass of wine out, uh, on the table, mm-hmm. taste it right away, you know, right out of the right out of the bottle. It's usually pretty fresh, right? It come back in an hour, it will have changed. Come mm-hmm. back in a couple of hours, it's definitely different. Come back Very in a day, it, and yeah. it's you're like, this is really bad and then you come back two or three days later and you're like this is terrible it's that it it changes from like okay um it changes
0: from hey we have wine Mm -hmm. out to hey this wine's left over," to hey what are we going to cook with using this wine
1: we've got vinegar yeah Yeah. so again i guess the maybe the the easier example is you know you cut an apple Mm -hmm. and it you know if you don't do anything with it it starts to brown. Yeah. That's the oxidation process. Gotcha. So it's, it's just yeah, a yeah. natural process It just, you know, it, it's happening to us, it's happening all mm-hmm. over, all over. So it's, um, yeah, but that definitely, the more something oxidizes, generally the less pleasant we think it is.
0: Generally, that's just one of those like, oxidation yeah. Just not, it's the same thing yeah. that happens with rust. Yeah, yeah. No, yep. you don't really care for stuff that has rust on it. I mean, unless it's going to be you know something that you put up in the house and it looks nice, and I get that. That's like one in a million things. Generally, we are like not fine with like just rust around us.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't want a rusty car. No. no rust. No, 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 no. rust in artwork maybe. Okay, that's okay. That, that's
0: that's a difference, but. um so we're at about uh, 20 minutes nice. on that steep. I'm going to start up a little Facebook Live. I mean, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. Live. Do you want to go grab those? And sure. how oh, about this? Let me go grab them. Let me see here. Okay. So this is going to be fun because we're going to do this podcast and Instagram Live. So we've got some um, French presses here
1: with Magnum hops. And so, what's the difference between these two Magnum hops? So they're both American. Um, this one is golden state hops. Uh, this was picked last month. And so very fresh, even though it's pelletized, it's very, very fresh. Yeah. And this one is American. I'm guessing probably Pacific Northwest, probably Washington. Gotcha. Um, that's, that's kind of a popular place for hops. It it is. They grow a lot of hops up there. It could be Oregon, could be Idaho. Um, that's one, two, and three for hop production in the U S. Um, and so really it's, hops grow a little bit differently wherever you are. So kind Mm. of the, you know, there's subtle nuances, but they're, they're going to be pretty similar, but I think it'd be, it's kind of interesting and I'll share, I'll show you. So we have Magnum hops. Yes. Right. Uh, Magnum hops. Yes. From somewhere in the U S uh, and then Magnum hops that I got. And then again, these are ones that I know that yeah, I've been out to the the hop yard. I've seen them. I knew hmm. I know when they were were picked. Then it was the nineteenth of last month. So I mean, we're talking. <laughs> You're like I know fresh. these hops. <laughs> I know they were actually. I was really disappointed because I missed. Uh, they had a a little bit of cool weather when I visited. Oh. And so I missed harvest by about three days. Oh. And man. so I was like, I it was really. I would love to, to go
0: to a hop harvest one of these. T- I think that would just be so much fun. Oh my goodness, it is blurry mm. as I'll get. Okay. I'm just going to do that. See if that, Hey, that there almost you. worked. Okay. So why do we put these in the, um, what's it called? In the French press, French press.
1: So this is something that I haven't done a lot of, but I was, I'm kind of getting into this a little bit more. Um, this is kind of the way that people have, uh, have talked about uh, as a way to really get the aromatics and get a little mm-hmm. bit of the flavor. Obviously we're not boiling this for 60 minutes, so no, it's no, going to no, be no. a little bit different. So what we've done is we've take, taken the hops, uh, in a little bit of warm kind of what they call smiling water so it's about 195 a little under 200 degrees
0: it's it's just below boiling exactly Yeah. yeah
1: So it's, and what we're trying to do here is really just release some of those aroma compounds and mm-hmm. some of those flavor compounds, yep. but not get rid of them. Gotcha. And so what I wanted to do is just, uh, you know, say this one, cause we don't know when it's from and we don't know where it's from. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, generic hop, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the, the point of the hop of the month club is kind of actually to, to dig in and see what are the differences and what, you know, you can kind of explore that. And so what we're going to do is we'll take a little bit of this hop water. You probably don't okay. want a ton of this.
0: No. I mean,
1: and we're going to just, just taste it basically. Just kind of smell it for a second.
0: Okay. And this is, this is a little more, it's going to be hard for me to hold, to like (laughs) cover it up. Swirl and yeah. Oh, that smells like a brew Mm. day. Oh my goodness. That is so good.
1: It does. You almost get a little bit of, like there's a little bit of lemon peel.
0: Yeah. I can totally see that, that lemon. So it's not super Mm. citrus. It's I mean, not not not, 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 uh, not super, super citrus and not super, super piney right now.
1: It's really not. And that's, that's different. So I get, I mean, there's definitely like some green herbs and there's some. So there's, I almost want to say minty. Yeah, I could see mint. I could see mint very easily.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you've never done this before, this is the first time I'm doing it. I'm having, this is, if you're into hops, if you're into beer, this is just a great little experiment.
1: So now this is going to be pretty bitter when you take it in and it's you're gonna make some faces. yeah it's just a little bitter
0: it's only magnum hops <laughs> it's only yeah you know, what's it's the only alpha mag. acid on that is that like a, a seven
1: that is 11.7 oh so it's it's yeah it's yeah, definitely it's got, got some, some bitterness got some bitter so what you know it's kind of you know that'll definitely make you know the side of your mouth kind of pucker and, and pull in mm-hmm. but you can get a lot of the i mean you're getting a lot of you can see that mint flavor is mm-hmm. a really mellow undertone uh i'll say when you when you take a sip kind of the, the way that you want to taste it is kind of fold your tongue a little bit and breathe in and kind of pull the air over it because that's going to yeah. actually let a lot of those aromatic compounds go off. Yeah,
0: that is super mint. It is. It's, it's which almost is, like a spearmint.
1: It is. And it's not what you, generally when you think of hops, you're not like, I'm going to go no. get spearmint. I'm not going to get, you know, we talk about a lot, you know, oh, it's citrusy or it's herbal or it's, you know, but it's, and this is, it's, I think it's very difficult when you're just getting into it to, mm um, get the, that vocabulary. And so part of what I'm doing is it's, you know, going out and talking to people and being like, you know, look, it's, it's, you're building a vocabulary and there's, you know, there's ways to do it. And there's, you know, it really, you have to think about it a little bit and kind Mm -hmm. of do some, do some taste tests. And it, you know, it's kind of this weird, like super bitter tea. Um, and I know that there are people that have hop tea out there and I don't think they steep it more than four or five minutes. I don't think I would (laughs) give this more than, yeah, this is more than that much.
0: No. Okay. All right, so uh, let's do this. Let's switch. I'm just going to grab a couple new cups. Okay. If you want to yeah. say hi to the people in Instagram land. All right. Tell me uh, about a little
1: bit of Hop the Month. So Hop the Month Club is a, It's a service that I started because I was actually looking for... Uh, my wife wanted to know what I wanted for Christmas. And so I was thinking about different things that I would like. And I thought, you know, getting a new hop every month would be kind of fun. And there wasn't one out there, or at least not that I could find and so I decided to take the plunge and start it myself It's kind of a different thing to do um, so now if you guys while we're live if you've got questions please feel free to ask those as well we will take those and I was just going to pour the next uh, batch and this is this is the California Magnum so this is super fresh this is grown by Golden State Hops uh, just south of Fresno oh. uh, which is it's when you're driving down the highway it's all almond trees there's a couple of yep. grapes once in a while yeah and i mean it's really just almond trees
0: gotcha oh that yeah. is different
1: that is different i'm still getting some mint but it's not no it's not spearmint no and the citrus is different on it as well i get a little bit more of a tangerine mm-hmm. um almost a, it's almost like a little bit of licorice like a fennel
0: this one is softer overall yeah
1: it is, it is. So this one is like nine, and I think it's like nine point something, nine point five alpha. Yeah. So the the vines are quite a bit younger than wherever, than wherever they're most likely grown in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. This is their third harvest. So really, about three years is when you start as a hop farmer getting good yields and getting good expression gotcha. of character. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, this, this one is, is so much softer. It is. It's it's. Uh, they're I, very different.
0: I feel this is more herb basket than just like spearmint.
1: I would agree, I think there's a little bit of time.
0: I was I was actually thinking hmm. it's some type of like almost Italian seasoning.
1: Yeah. Which it, is
0: so weird to say about a hop. I know people. <laughs> I'm not trying to like pull it's
1: this not the Italian seasoning you're putting on your pizza and you no. know, dollar pizza. But, but like um,
0: there's some there's something herby in here that I can't quite put my nose on, but
1: yeah, I think this is this is funny you start thinking about like okay is it it's not parsley maybe it's chervil or maybe it's you, you know, know
0: what or uh, almost um it almost reminds me of like black tea that's been in um that's been steeped too long.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, I can see that definitely cuz the the bitterness. And uh, the
0: tannic qualities there too yeah yeah
1: yeah and it's funny when because when I was smelling this when I broke open, mm-hmm. it's one of the, the most fun parts about what I'm doing with this project is opening a giant bag of hops yeah. and getting to stick my head in it that's, oh, that's <laughs> it's so, so, much, much fun. so much fun uh, but one of the things that I noticed was that actually had a very strong black tea aroma to really? it really and sure. so that's uh, so that you picked up on it is good. So. Okay, great. It makes me know I'm not crazy, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun.
1: This is cool, yeah. and this actually, I, I haven't done this a lot, and so this is always good for me. And so one of the one of my other side projects, because mm-hmm. I seem to not ever have enough of them, is I want to come up with a hop tasting journal. Oh. Uh, and so that. It, as I as I as I do this with a lot of different hops, I, yeah. I think it would be fun to kind of keep track over time mm-hmm. different vintages, different years, different places, mm-hmm. kind of what you know, what were my impressions. Yeah. And then know, you know, kinda of know over time it's you know, like I have beer tasting journals and I have wine tasting journals. Gotcha. And you know, I mean I have people have coffee tasting journals, so I was like and yeah, yeah. tea, you know, whatever. Like why why not do it for hops mm-hmm. and kind of break it in? And so that's that was how um I had kinda of had that in the back of my head and then actually Chris at over at Brewhand uh-huh. Uh, asked me to do a presentation on hops. And I was like, oh, sure. I, cool. sa- I said yes. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? And I was like, well, all right, let me, let me actually start digging into, yeah, into yeah. the science about this a little bit. And so I've started learning about it uh, and kind of the ways of ways of uh, the ways you taste hops and the way you evaluate them. Uh, Nate up at project hop in Canada, is doing some interesting things as well, where he's mm-hmm. he's not doing the steeping, but he's doing like hop rubs. Um, so
0: yeah, and I was about to say we've got we've got more hops in front of us. We've got a bunch of hops to do, and here. we've got these cups filled with with hoppy water, which is very fun. And I think you actually have some hop water as well. Yeah, I know that I. Um, again, we're back here. So now, okay, so we've done the French press style of trying out these Magnum hops. That was so much fun. What are the some of the other ways that we're gonna take on these hops?
1: So we're gonna try. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna take a couple of the pellets mm-hmm. and just kind of look at them. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of things that and this these are things that I didn't necessarily uh, think about when I first started getting into this. But uh, how hops are, are processed is makes a lot of pardon me it makes a lot of difference in uh, in how they're they're used. And so. One of the things that, uh, has come up through this is the more compact a pellet, the, actually it's not, it's not, not all that great. You'd think like it's, I like pellets when they're nice and compact, quite honestly, because mm-hmm. I'm breaking down larger bags and yeah. selfishly it's easier for me to, to do mm-hmm. that if they're nice and solid. But when they hit your beer, what you don't want is to have them not dissolve because then you're not, Very you're, true. you're not using them. Mm-hmm. Again, I hadn't, hadn't ever considered that until I kind of got mm-hmm. into this process, and so this is kind of a, an interesting process. If you just, you know, look at them, mm-hmm. I've seen in, in the process of packing hops, I've seen everything from super loose and shaggy mm-hmm. um, to, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, where they almost disintegrate. They're so soft yeah. to pellets that are so hard mm-hmm. that they will um, hold their form. I mean, I was joking. I had some hops in that looked like Han Solo in, in Carbonite. Carbonite. Because I mean they were like they were mm. vacuum sealed and they yeah. were just this super compact. Um, but these are nice. They're not. Uh, we're breaking apart the, uh, it the take U.S. Magnum. Much,
0: yeah, it doesn't take take too much pressure to. Um, I'm not seeing like my two year old, my three year old could do this, but it's it's just a little pressure and you get the hops. Yeah. Get, you feel the sticky of the resin.
1: Yeah, and you definitely you want to feel that that uh, the the lupulin the oh, that oil
0: and then you smell that. Yeah. There's my lemon. There's my um, the Yeah, there's citrus. the lemon, the,
1: the kind of that minty smell that you were getting. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm getting just that ever so bit of... There's, the piney. A,
1: there's, a, yeah, there's a little bit of pine in this one. Now that now that we haven't boiled it, which is interesting. To, to I mean, so you're getting yeah. different. Part of the reason that we wanted to steep them first is we're getting different mm. things. And this is, again, going back to mm. adding the hops at the beginning of the boil yeah. and adding the hops at the very end. Or, yeah. or dry hopping, you know, when you're actually, you've got fermentation going on and you're actually tossing hops in at that point. So for, for the non-brewers listening... Uh, once fermentation is over, sometimes brewers will do what's called dry hopping or mm-hmm. even during fermentation, they'll toss, uh, hops in that are not boiled yeah. they're, and they're, then they're basically what they're trying to do is get all of that hop aroma out of it. Mm-hmm. So the New England IPA is a great example. I mean, of this. that is uh,
0: that uh, I feel like, yes, they add some hops at the beginning, mm-hmm. but everything that I've heard about making New England IPAs, is just like, wait till five minutes, 10 minutes before mm-hmm dump in dump in dump in dump in and then if you if you've ever seen a beer can or bottle that has a you know dry hop or ddh that means double dry Mm -hmm. hop mean that it's been hops have been added after or during fermentation Mm -hmm. and that is the first and second of hop we call it hop addition, and then the next round it's at double dry hop so it's been added more hops have been added yeah and then you have the triple dry hop and all these <laughs> other dry yeah
1: which is fun yeah that's um mm-hmm. so yeah you definitely but you get different things by doing that with different hops at yeah. different times so it's it's fun to see those and those are you know ironically for a person who runs a hop company, I'm not super into IPAs, but I love the New England IPAs because I like the hop flavor. Mm. And it's, you know, I, I don't, it's not that I don't, I dislike IPAs, but yeah. my, my probably I gravitate towards stouts and porters and sours and Belgian beers and kind mm. of the, the funkier end of the beer spectrum. I like, but I do, you know, I do like an IPA. Um, I don't like the super, you know, over the top bitter ones. Yeah. So for me, you know, the, the New England IPA, the Brut IPA, those, yeah, those, yeah. Th- those styles that have come out recently have been great. I've been having a lot of fun. I have not brewed a, mm. uh, I've not brewed a New England IPA yet, but I think that's, you know, obviously I've got the hops to do it at home. So that's yeah. going to be in my future. Uh, but I've done a brute IPA and those are, I mean, those are fun to do. And those are definitely, again, good, um, good expressions of the, of that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get, again, you're getting different things. But so let's look now. I'm going to do... All right. What else we got here? So we're going to do the... This is the California Magnum again. California uh,
0: Magnum. So now we're doing Magnum
1: to Magnum. Yeah. So okay. we're gonna just going to do... Oh, and these... I mean, you can just tell off the bat, they're just a little looser. They're a little looser. Yeah. yeah. And they're definitely... Um, I mean, they're a little... Well, they're Actually, they're a little harder to break apart, which is, I thought, you know, interesting. But they're... You can... Uh, the aroma difference is right away. Like, I get it right away. Mm. Um, in that, when I open the pack... It's, it kind of jumps out at you and they're definitely, I mean, they're definitely sticky. Like my hands are getting a little sticky with this, which is, I mean, that's what you want to, what you want to to do.
0: Because it's the oils and that are the oils in the hops that are actually giving off pretty much everything that you want from the flavor of your beer.
1: Exactly. And it's actually, I meant to to mention this earlier when you were talking about the different ways that we get hops. So this is a little technical. Oh, Mm. this is nice.
0: It's so subtle.
1: It is. And it's really pretty. Um, but yeah. so one of the other so when we normally get hops, what we get are what are called T ninety pellets, and T ninety pellets are. I mean, it's just the standard. Uh, when you go to a homebrew store, what you're buying is uh, is hops, and there are different types of hops, uh, hop pellets. So there's the T ninety which we normally get, which is this that's in front of us and then there's what's called a t-45 where they've actually reduced about half of the plant matter so you're getting less leaves and and the same amount of of you know the oils and the aroma Ah, stuff and so those are obviously those are a bit more expensive and Mm -hmm. so you don't normally see those outside of professional brewings uh you know breweries so they're they're not i haven't i don't think i've ever actually seen them in a store um, but there so that's kind of the idea is it's about half you yeah. need about half the amount of hops to get the same amount of bitterness I would say it's probably about 40 45 in my experience hmm. so it's you know you're, you're kind of or there's you know it's, it's not quite a half efficiency but it's how much plant matter is. And then cryo hops is kind of takes that idea and goes to a whole nother extreme. So yeah. you're actually, what they're doing is they're flash freezing the hops and then shattering them and then taking out as much of the plant matter as possible, which is why cryo hops are a little bit more. They're, so what,
0: they're a little more expensive because there's yeah. more, there's more production end,
1: right? There's a lot more production in and you, you can use them a lot more than you can, um, you know, then you, know, you wouldn't need as many as many of the uh, as many of the hop pellets as you would if you were just using the T90. So there's, again, different ways that you can do it, and there are also hop oils and extracts now. Yep. Um, I haven't really gotten into those. I've uh, been sent a couple of samples, and quite honestly, haven't played with them yet because I don't. Really have, I just haven't had the time to look at them uh, to to see you know really kind of how they you know, how they how they work. Yeah. Uh, so we've got one more magnum and this is uh from another homebrew store and i don't know where it's from because it's not labeled and so uh let's see here magnum hops now for anybody listening that doesn't doesn't know isn't familiar which is this is kind of technical where a lot of people you know you think about how you know hops are you know they're a lot i guess a lot of people don't really think about or no don't know where where their hops are from Magnum was developed oh. through the German one of the German breeding programs, so it's actually a German hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the first two were grown oh, in the U.S.
0: This is super loose.
1: It is. It's, it's very different.
0: And it is way darker green. It is. Oh.
1: A lot more. I get a lot more pine a lot yeah. more citrus. Yeah. Um, there's almost a little bit of, mm. like, candied tropical fruit to that.
0: This is... Uh, I refer to like my, so I've been into craft beer for 12 plus years. Okay, mm-hmm. So when I say I kind of like in growing up in craft beer and in, in when I first started to drink craft beer, this is the smell that I remember mm-hmm. most from uh, hearing about like Magnum hop was gonna was because it didn't, it didn't come out like, was it brand new when I was, Starting to get into beer, but it definitely was like, oh, have you heard about Magnum? Right, you know, like everybody knew. Oh, we knew Cascade, yeah, yeah whatever Cascade. Now Cascade gets a bad name. I love Cascade. so <laughs> shut up. It's still good stuff. Yeah, but uh, Magnum was one of those like, oh, can we get Magnum as well? And that was a hard. I remember it being hard to find in the homebrew shops for a little while.
1: And it's still it's still not super common. I think it's uh, it's not a hop that get used it gets used a lot, which is it's because it's just so it's just super bitter. So if you want to make a
0: really fun. West Coast IPA or just a pine bomb. Just something that you're just like, I just want to like kill people Mm -hmm. over with bitterness. Magnum, great way to go.
1: yeah, Magnum will definitely do it. Um yeah, it's it's it is it's one of those. It's usually super high alpha. This one is twelve point four. So it's I think the first time I brewed with it it was like seventeen point seven and I was doing like a two gallon batch, a a, you know, test batch. (laughs) And so I'm measuring out in pellets. And I've got this electronic scale that has goes out yeah. goes out to point you know three digits three past digits the zero, that, yeah. and I'm using that and I'm just like point oh one five and I was like that really can't be enough hops because really... it's like a pallet and a half yeah Um uh, but but yeah because it is so bitter that it is you know it's yeah. got a lot of those bitter alpha even, acids yeah
0: yeah even doing like a like a fi- like a five to seven gallon batch you're really not going to use more than an ounce or two for an ounce probably mm-hmm. at, if you really want to like kick it in at the, at the 60 minutes or something like that. Right.
1: If you're, if you're out, if you're out looking for, you know, that classic, you know, West coast triple IPA, yeah. then you might want to use an ounce ounce and a half, two ounces. Yeah. Depending on the size of your batch. But yeah. yeah. So it's, it's nice to see the differences between these three. I mean, and
0: they're each, they're each just different colors. They're each yep. different packs. Oh yeah. I just love this. This is just, oh this so is much fun. fun. Yeah. So,
1: um, now I only have one Chinook, but I wanted to bring you some of the Chinook as well. So this is also from Golden State Hops. This was also harvested last month. It's oh. not on the nineteenth. I forget. I think it's the. It was the twentieth or twenty first. You this up? Yeah, go for oh, it. Okay, awesome. So
0: and I'm gonna put, actually put this in one of these little Belgian tulip glasses as well because yeah. I love. Dude, how about this? I'm gonna smash it up in the in the pack. Keep go on, for it. Keep on
1: going. Yeah. So this um, Chinook is typically super pine. A lot of mm-hmm. pineapple. Um, it was what we think of when we think of it from the pacific northwest this yeah. uh i don't want to i don't want to bias you but i think this was i got a little bit different flavors on this um mm-hmm. uh, was really excited when i got some in uh and just you know got to open i didn't get a, i didn't get a whole lot of it because i was mm-hmm. um i mean grant at uh golden state hops was nice enough to send me some samples and so i was this was in one of the samples and i yeah, definitely wanted to share this because it was again it's super fresh and it's oh. just, I mean, it's really intense. It's a really pretty hop. Oh my hop.
0: goodness, that is beautiful. I mean, yes, I've got the oh. the pine going on, but it's it's such a it's such a floral aroma.
1: It is, it is. I got and it's it's almost like a sweet hop to me because yeah. I get yeah, it's almost it's like a and candied. That's,
0: and that's not the the chinook that I really know right there because the chinook I really know is again one of the super massive aggressive bittering hops. Uh, yeah. it's one of the classic five C's. Um, which if if someone's going like what are the five C's? I know I can name at least three. Maybe let's see, I got Cascade, Chinook, um, and then there's three others that I cannot remember, and that is what Google (laughs) is
1: for. That is what Google is for. Um, again, I've got too many hop hop names going through my head. Mm -hmm. Um, it's Columbus. Um, trying to think what else. This is bad that I don't know this either. (laughs) Oh my goodness, (laughs) Um, uh, I'm still thinking about the Magnum. That's yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. It'll be here in a second. Don't worry. We're going to edit this out, and then I'm going to like say, oh, yeah, the five C's, which are Citra, Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, and Columbus. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So.
1: I always forget about Citra, because I think it's I'm glad I so never remembered
0: that right off the top of my head.
1: Right? It is impressive.
0: <laughs> um, but now what I've done, for the podcast listeners, um, I've just taken the hops, uh, the pellets, I smushed them up in the bag, put them in a tulip glass, I'm just kind of shaking around the glass with the... Tu- with the with the hops in them just to get the aroma. Oh, man.
1: But it is. I love that it's, It's. I mean, because when you think of, of Chinook from the Pacific Northwest, you think of that super pine. It's mm-hmm. almost like, it's like Christmas morning, right? Yeah. It's that super pine tree. There's a little bit of orange to it. There's maybe a little bit of, a little bit of spice. There's, you know, some of that tropical fruit that, to um, it.
0: That allspice or uh, what's called the, the star, the star, star anise. anise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i see
1: that yeah yeah and this is the spice end of this is really subtle the pine end of it is almost not there mm-hmm. but it's i get a lot of again a little bit more tropical fruit and it's interesting and i wish i still had some uh we got some chinook in for the club earlier in the year from kansas mm. and i don't know about you but i was a little surprised to find a really hop yard in kansas Kansas, no but... but they they grow some really nice hops okay and uh it's they call it Canuck because it's very different from the Chinook up in the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. And when I opened that bag up, it was like this super intense pineapple bomb. I mean, mm. it was pineapple and papaya. And, I mean, it was just it was not what people, what I was thinking of when, when I think of like Chinook, Chinook, right? Yeah. And so I was, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's it's different. It's, you know, I'll, I'll try it out. And I was really happy that I got it. And it's been um, kind of one of the surprise hits from this year and Mm. you know i've sent it out to some people and i've put it in front of some people you know and and just to kind of uh let people test it out and try it out and people have gotten really excited so i've had some fan people that were really big fans of of chinook you know they're they're like reached out and i sent them sent them out some samples to see you know just let me know what you think I'll, Mm -hmm. i'll pass it on to the farmer and he's You know, the guy was like, look, this is so different from anything I've ever had before. And it's Mm. super fresh. Yeah. You know, this was six months ago. So it was an an 18 Mm. harvest, but it's very, very, again, very, very different from Mm. kind of what we're, what we're used to, uh, which is part of the fun. And I think that's, um, uh,
0: absolutely. This is, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we've got a couple of other things. Um, so what what do we got? So we've actually got, it's a good thing you like cascade because we've got three different cascades. Okay. Uh, so this is. U.S. Cascade from somewhere. Okay. Uh, and this, I'll break this up a little bit. Yeah. This is, again, this is one I bought at, another, at a, just drove down to the local homebrew supply store mm-hmm. and picked oh, up. Oh, we, we a,
0: can definitely mention Texas Brewing. Yeah, Inc. we can mention Texas. Because I, I love that place. That's my okay. homebrew supply store. Yeah. Um, they're not paying me anything to say that, but <laughs> I really do love them. And anybody in the DFW area, please check them out. Um, I just think they're just such a great place. Um, every time I've been in there, every rep that I've talked to has been nothing more than generous and helpful. Um, again, they're not paying me to say this. I'm not getting free yeast on the side type of deal. Um, no, in all seriousness, I really do love that place. I really love supporting local, and um, I really encourage people, go check out Texas Brewing Inc. It's, it's literally 20 minutes from my place, so yeah. that helps out too.
1: It does. It's nice. And it's, yeah, it's funny when I was looking for, you know, different options, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to do like a malt of the month club. Mm. Malt doesn't really mail very well. Right.
0: No, it's, you gotta, it's just, just (laughs) just leave it alone.
1: It's a little, it's hops. So it's, you know, hops have been fun because they're, they're light, they're compact, but they, uh, and they do They're very expressive of where they're grown. That's kind of what I'm finding. So I think pretty classic cascade, right? You get a lot of that pine. There's a lot of the, you know, kind of, um, Mm. citrus peel to it. There's
0: I mean, just, yeah, the grapefruit.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, man, it's, it's, it's funny because uh-huh. I, I tell people there's when, especially when you're smelling something, um, there is the, all the different parts of a, um, you, when one of the things I try to do is try to, to zero in on what it is I'm smelling. So if I'm smelling orange, what part of the orange am I smelling? Am I smelling the skin, the pith? Mm-hmm. Or the the meat, because each one has like that different bit, and yep. uh, especially with hops, you get so much of that pithy bitter. Smell and, and and flavor.
1: It is. It's like it's like all of the good parts of of the orange peel without any of the really bad parts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it's kind of that. You know, kind of how I think of it. Like you get all the fun aromatics and the mm-hmm. the smell to it, but you don't get that that kind of you know when you bite through the skin of an orange, it's 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 terrible. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think and I think that's a good point too. Is is it orange or is it you know is it a clementine? Is it a tangerine? Those mm-hmm. are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and they're you know it's kind of honestly go go through uh, Whole Foods or Central Market they follow me around once in a while because I'm the one the person that's going around smelling, smelling everything everything yeah yeah they're like oh, what does this smell like oh yeah you have I've never seen that before what is that and I'll yeah, yeah. you know uh, so what we've got now is so every month when I send out the the packs of hops there's always a little bit of hop dust and mm-hmm. at the at the end of the bag and so what I do is I take that and I put it in these little bags for aroma samples oh and so it's kind of you know if you're getting something new as a brewer I've always thought, you know, hey, wouldn't it be fun to be, pardon me, be able to pop, pop it in here. Yeah, you don't do it there. Uh, wouldn't it be able to kinda smell it and see it before I opened up the mm-hmm. whole you know, the whole ounce and see, you know, to see we well, are yeah, what's it what's it gonna be like? Yeah. Uh, and I would definitely encourage anybody listening, if you haven't really spent a lot of time evaluating the hops that you use before you toss them in the boil, oh next time you go to the homebrew store, buy an extra ounce And just, uh, you know, and just do what we're doing now. Kind of crush them in your hands, Mm -hmm. rub them in your hands a little bit, uh, smell them, and then, you know, maybe drop them in some hot water. And then you even, you don't even have to wait as long as we did. I would say wait after five minutes, wait after 10 minutes, after 15, and try it at all those different points. So these are much more
0: earthy. Yeah. These have much more of a spice characteristic rather than just that floral fun um, I think these are almost like meaner hops, meaner cascade, even though I see cascade is like fun, friendly. It's like the family friendly hop. This one is like one that like, yeah, that's the, the, the cascade kind of down the alley. We don't really hang out with that all too often, but, um, man, that is really interesting. Love that.
1: I can see. Yeah. You're going to give me a little, almost like a little tobacco, a little bit of earth, an earthy spice mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. It is definitely not, uh, the super grapefruity. No. Um, not that it's bad, it's just it's but it's very different in terms of that yeah. expression. Uh, and then, so the second one for everybody listening in, this was uh, grown by Golden State hops again, picked yep. last month. Uh, so it's you know it's only it's only been in pellet for you know two three weeks now, which is so interesting in the and this is something else I've discovered recently is that there's some debate on how quickly you go into pellets, and mm. some people think like so Golden State hop. Will go from picking the vines and and cutting them down mm-hmm. to pulling the hops off of them and processing them and pelletizing them and vacuum sealing them and packing them in less than 24 hours. Okay. So they are they'll harvest in the afternoon. Yep. They'll um, dry it out in their oast overnight. Mm-hmm. So the oast is just a, the fancy word for the place where you dry hops. Um, to these used to be oast houses, but now we're now. We, this, they actually use a converted shipping container there. I mean, super handy people. I mean, yeah, Um that's pretty cool. Uh, but so they go from that, and then they come back in the morning, and they've got their hops or They'll check the moisture, and make sure that they're that they're in, ready
0: to pack, and ready it. to
1: go. And if they if they are, then they go ahead and start packing. If not, they'll dry them for another couple of hours. But then, I mean, it's really you know it's it's a short drive from that that shipping container. Uh, that they've converted over to the room where they mm. they've they'll actually mill them they'll so they'll take the dried hops and feed them in and they actually have a conveyor belt that helps blow off any of the oh, like leaves and stuff
0: i need to go to one of these one of these days you need to, you definitely need to see it it's <laughs> it
1: it's impressive all, the, all you know the equipment that they've got and so mm-hmm. then it falls into these uh into this hopper and this hopper it basically will go down and it grinds it all up yeah and then you take that powder uh, that is then fed into the hammer mill and the hammer mill is what actually compacts it. And so it's like yeah, this yeah. little dye. And, and so you've, so on one side of it, you've got, you know, all this hop dust getting packed down. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you've got a, like a knife essentially that spins around and cuts, and cuts it, it off. Got, cuts so it have
0: you ever seen like a spaghetti maker or like a pasta, industrial pasta mm-hmm. maker? Yep. Yeah, Very, yeah it's
1: exactly what it is, yeah. except that it's, you know, su- you know, this guy, it deals with super amounts of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so they take them from that and they're actually, they were kind of walking me through what they do when I was out there. And it's, they've got it down. So that it's a two man operation. And so there's one guy that's, wow. they both start feeding them in. And as soon as the, 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 you know, ground up hops start coming out the other side, the other guy will split off mm. and he'll go run that. And then by the time he's got pellets coming out the other side, the guy, the other guy is usually done feeding hops into the process. And then, so he's packing them. Mm-hmm. And so it's this really really quick process, which is really interesting. Uh, I talked to another California grower a couple of weeks ago over the phone and he was saying he doesn't like that. He, his research and what he wants to do is he wants to dry them out and then let them off gas for a couple of, of days hmm. and then process them because you, he, he feels like you end up with a higher quality hop that way. And I don't I know the it. difference.
0: And you know, um, I love it. I love that there's, there's, you know, they're farmers. Yeah. I mean, right. one farmer goes, "Nope, I like this." Nope, nope. I I I I'm, I plow east to west. The other one's like, "Nope, I go north to south." All right, cool, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's and so I love that. I love all of these little minute differences, and I think in um, in beer, we're uh, in the beer world. We're so removed from um, the. Harvest from the the farming aspect of it all and the processing side of it, uh, it all. I think in winemaking and wine, we go to vineyards. We go check yeah. it out. People yeah. have things on displays and there's all, there's so much more connection to the bottle. Um, and it's it's generally just one ingredient. So it's all there. Yeah. Whereas with beer, we have hops, we have yeast, we have malt, we have water, and all whatever adjuncts you want to add. And so there's all these other... Uh, components that unless you have a tie to somehow, or unless you have uh, an, or unless you're just super inquisitive, you can kind of bypass like the whole process of like you know what you're saying like yeah we've got a two man operation mm-hmm. we do it this way and this other guy does it this way, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that we that you learn more when you go to like uh, vineyards and hearing how vintners make their wine, uh, and so I love hearing like all mm-hmm. these little details behind the scenes about like how how an ingredient for my beer is made.
1: It is. You know, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that because I, so I got in, I mean, I've been fermenting things for 20 years and it's mm-hmm. different things. Um, I went to culinary school. I was a chef and one of my internships was on a winery hmm. and I was fortunate enough to um, be able to actually go and spend a month in the winery. Before oh, I went back awesome. to school. So that was really cool. And yeah. I had actually, um, I was young and, you know, way too energetic for my own good at the time. And so I had actually spent this, that summer working for another uh, winer, winery owner mm-hmm. out in his fields. And so I kind of got to see, yeah. you know, the pruning and the, you know, I was really into wine. And this was this was up in in the Finger Lakes area of New York. And I got, so I got to see a lot of that. But then I actually got to spend the you kind know, of the the second half of harvest mm-hmm. and uh, the first part of the fermentation in in the winery, and so I was actually going out and uh, you know on the tractors and you know trying to drive next to them while yeah, they yeah. had the mechanical harvester and. Uh, you know, and so I got into winemaking that way. And they, you know, they were always like, "Well, we're gonna dump this thirty gallons of wine. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that." Now most of that was sediment, but you know, you'd end up with
0: whatever. It, it settles to the bottom. That's right. You that's know, right. You know, I'll, it, it was, I'll take five gallons to get two, yeah. two free gallons of wine after in a month or two. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I was like, free
1: wine. I can, I can totally do that. Yeah, so yeah. I started started making wine at home, and I thought, you know, it was it was, you know, I didn't think about this until really until I started getting in, involved in this project. When I was making wine, I knew exactly where the grapes were from, and I knew exactly... I could almost tell you the day when they were harvested. I Mm -hmm. knew kind of the window when they were harvested, but I knew where the vineyard was, and I knew what the soil was like, and I knew... You know the quality of the grapes, and I'd seen them in a lot of cases. And even when later on, when I was buying grapes, that had you know, I was living in Colorado, and, and there was a, a homebrew shop there. We all got together, and we would buy a truckload of of grapes from Napa Valley. And mm-hmm. so I would still know the vineyard, and I would know when when the harvest date was. Yeah. And I would know where my ingredients were from. And I got into making beer because, quite frankly, I had all, I had all the equipment. I was like, and you know, winemaking takes forever because I was making reds. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, why don't I just go ahead and start making beer? And so. I could you know I could get good really good quality beer ingredients and really honestly the same beer ingredients that Pro Brewers were using mm-hmm. but I had no idea where it was from mm-hmm. it would be from the us yeah which is a large place or there there be... are
0: a couple places that make hops in the us right yeah
1: or malts I mean where's your you know where's your malt from yeah you know, you're like it's well it's us grown yeah oh okay well
0: that's it's probably between Texas and California
1: usually yeah usually a little further north so yeah. we're uh, we're actually a little hot for. That's you know, why I said production. Between, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are now there are some there, and there was actually a guy who reached out to me the other day. Um, he's a, a small maltster just outside of uh, Amarillo. Oh, really, kind of introduced himself, and I was like, "Well, absolutely, you know, like, hey, where where can I find your stuff?" So that, hmm. you know, it's it's fun, you know, kind of the things you're, that I'm getting into in this project. But it's it is interesting to see kind of you know with beer ingredients you know, we're, we're all using the same ingredients, whether Mm -hmm. we're pro or home and they're from, you know, where they're from is, is, you know, really a lot of times less important than either how much they cost or can I get them? And it's been kind of fun through this to see a little bit different and a little bit, um, you know, there are some uniquenesses, you know, there are some differences in the hops and there are some, um, you know, there's just some different, you know, there's some different things that are grown in different places yeah. and it's kind of bringing some of those wine terms. So people have started to talk about the, the hop tarwar uh, yeah. hops and with grain. And there are um, some interesting trials in Canada where some breweries were actually taking malt and they're tracking it all the way from the field, the specific mm-hmm. lot, and then through the malting process and doing the same thing with their hops. And so they, they have, they've GPS tracked all mm. of their ingredients into this beer. And I, you know, I don't live in Alberta, so I haven't, haven't had those, but I was yeah. like, that's such a cool idea to really get that expression of place.
0: And I, that's what I've been hearing more in, um, in the podcast and just the, the general, uh, the beer conversations that I'm hearing around hops. Um, when I was first getting into beer is like, well, how many alpha acids do you have? And then there was a mm-hmm. thing, well, did you know there's beta acids in And then it was like, okay, cool. So we got these two different acids and how many more of this, how much mm-hmm. more of this? And then it became, well, what are you trying to get out of the hops? Yeah. Because it used to be just throw hops in, hoppier. Is that hoppier? Great. What kind of hoppy? Doesn't matter. Hoppy.
1: It was It was all about the bitterness, right? Yeah. Can we get this to 120 IBUs? BUs, Can we yeah. get this to 130? Yeah, yeah. Which was so much fun. Right. But then
0: it was excluding because that's not what generally people are looking for is the most extreme pine bomb in your face. There right. are some people that love them. And I like to have them every once in a while, but it's not my go-to <laughs> daily drinker, you know. Right. Um. And then hops became this: what can we get out of them? And the idea of like, you know, less hops is more hops. The session IPA, you know, right. which is fun. Um. And then how, how you what? What are the some of the weirder ways? I know that uh Jester King, um, they have that whole area where they like let their hops sit in a in a barn for like two years. You're aging them, right? Yes. Cause you're
1: you're you want the uh, antimicrobial properties, but you don't want the bitterness. Yeah. And actually, I meant to bring some. Um, Chris at Brewhound shared, so he's been aging some hops. Oh, that. And oh. so he's he shared some with me um, the other day, and I you know, I have them in a bag, and I kind of was like, I have to figure out how to brew with them, because this is not something that you run into every day.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Jester King has some of their recipes out online.
1: Ooh, I'll have to look. Yeah. Yeah, I they, know they do. I haven't looked at those in a while, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And then now it's more of what are the extreme flavors, not pine, but the flavors that we can get out of them with all these dry hop, double dry hop. Uh, I'm hearing nothing about how much add to add at the beginning, but all everything is about you know adding stuff at the end, and you know can we get more pineapple? Can we get more orange juice? Can we get more grape um, grapefruit? I should say, uh, you know, um, there's uh, pina colada IPAs. Right. And I get that. And I, there's a part of me that's like, that kind of cringes. There's another part of me that really celebrates that people are using these ingredients to draw out new and, and crazier and more. Um, and, and just creating a larger palette for people to enjoy.
1: It is, it is. And I mean, if you told me when I started brewing in 2007 that I would get, someday I would have mm-hmm. hops that tasted like coconut and black pepper, mm-hmm. I would have looked at you like you were crazy. Yeah. And, but now that's, you know, we have Sabro. And Savro's, you know, coconut flavored hop. So it's, it's, it is fun. And you're seeing a lot of different um, breeding programs all around the world. And they're, but yeah, what they're not, they're not trying to come up with the super alpha acids anymore. They're trying to come up with the, you know, what's the most flavorful hop they Mm -hmm. can develop. And so there's some really cool hops out there and they're, um, if you you know reach out to like Great Lakes Hops, which is a um, a company up in Michigan, they're uh, they've got some of their own varieties, and we're actually going to feature one of them in a couple months. Oh, very cool. Called Mackinac. And Mackinac. Mackinac. Yeah, and I, I've never used it, and uh, it's. Um, I, I, don't, I really don't know anything about this. So I, I've got some in, I need to, I need to do a test brew on it mm-hmm. here in the next couple of weeks so that I can kind of get a handle on it. Yeah. Um, we used one of their other hops earlier in the year called Michigan copper. And I didn't know this, but Michigan used to be, uh, a big in the copper mining industry. Oh. And so that's okay. what the, the hop was named after. Uh, and that one is super, you know, super red fruit, a little bit of pineapple. I did a black IPA with it and it, it smelled like Swedish fish. In a glass. I mean, it was, I was like, that's not what I would expect when I'm, you know, doing a black if IPA. If you but.
0: love Swedish fish, amen.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like the best parts of Swedish fish without the weird, you know. The, the
0: weird waxy flavor.
1: Right. It was all, yeah, it was all of that kind was of red I was literally in an argument flavor.
0: about Swedish fish today. I am not a fan. So you drink all that you yeah. want.
1: But it was, it, it was an interesting hop. And the other, you were talking about alpha and beta acids a minute ago. The interesting thing on that is it's 10 and a half alpha, but two and a half beta. And so what that, what that does is you get all that kind of hot burst of bitterness up front mm-hmm. and then the beta acids are, are kind of the secondary and kind of the, the finishing bitterness in your mouth. And, uh, so what was interesting about that is that it would give you this huge hot bitterness mm-hmm. and then it just faded out. Mm-hmm. And so the end of it was, it was all malt, which mm-hmm. was interesting. It was an interesting okay. beer. Gotcha. So,
0: um, man, Jonathan. Thank you so very much for coming by, man. This has been such a blast. Um I was uh, I had some comments come in on the video. People are like um I'm going to give a shout out to Adrian here. Um was saying how uh she can't wait to make hop tea tomorrow. Okay. Uh, she's part she's um with with Jacob and Strange Brews. Okay. Yeah. Um who uh, they've been on the pod uh Jacob's been on the podcast. Adrian was was not feeling good that day, but um uh, they're both just awesome, awesome people, and yeah. I, they're making some very, very good beers. I don't know if you've had any of them. I
1: have. I, yeah, I've actually got, to, got a chance to check them out at Dallas Brew oh, earlier so this year. Oh, that's so cool.
0: I wasn't able to go. I'm... My, between podcasting and having two kids, um, I have to choose wisely on how to plan my schedule. And I've got three interviews I'm doing this week. And so it was like, no, there's nothing else happening around my life, um, other than kids and or this podcast. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, man, this has been just a, a, such a great time. I've learned so much. I've never done a sensory evaluation on hops. Um, my hands are still a little sticky and I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. It is. Uh, my it's wife nice. is going to be like, you need to brush your teeth at least three, four more times because I can still taste the
1: bitter. That tea is still there. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: still, I mean, it's great, but, um, yeah, that toothpaste is going to taste weird. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> it little is. bit. Um, it is. Th- tell people where they can find you. Um, I-, I love to give the last part of the show to, you know, who's on the show. Sure. Um, please hop in the month. Tell us where we can find you. Social media, um, you know, anything that you've got going on with Hop of the mm-hmm. Month that you want to promote, please, the rest of this is yours.
1: Sure. So, uh, in, the easy place is Instagram. I'm on, uh, daily, uh, uh probably a few times a day. Uh, oh. It's just Hop of the Month Club on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter. It's most of the same stuff that's on Instagram. Although, uh, Twitter and Facebook I do use, um, I'll put out, you know, harvest updates kind of, it's easier to link to news articles through yeah. those. So that's more of the industry kind of side of it. Yeah, yeah. And then hopofthemonthclub.com. So okay. that's, gotcha. you know, and I try to do, I, I'm actually a little behind on this, but I try to do little feature write-ups on all the hops and kind of this, gotcha. you know, some of the aromas and, uh, you know, alpha it's kind of the, the basic stuff, but try to get into, you know, kind of what's what it's used in and that kind of thing as well on the blog. And then, um, there's actually an article I posted earlier there this week. Um, in my interview with Grant from golden state hops and it's got hmm. some pictures oh, of the cool. hop yard from last month. So nice. kind of, yeah, those things are, you know, and definitely, you know, email me it's jonathan at hopthemonthclub.com if anybody has questions I'm more than happy to you know to always talk hops and yeah. uh, you know I'm learning things I'm, I'm putting them out there on the blog or I'm posting them to uh, you know to Instagram gotcha
0: so, you. and you're part of the um, one of the homebrew clubs around you right
1: I am I am I, yeah I belong to, to Cap and Hair. so good group of people it's <laughs> you know fun I think again, you now you're, you're getting 50, 60 brewers together and, and talking and, you know, to see what everybody's been brewing over the last yeah. month is, is we're, we rarely brew the same things. Yeah, and yeah. if we do, it's, it's, we're usually coming at it from different places. So, yeah. um, Stuart, uh, we were talking about earlier is he's in that club as well. So one of the, one of the great benefits to being in the club is actually getting to, to drink Stuart's beer.
0: Gotcha. So. Uh, I will tell you this, if you are listening to this and wondering how can I find, um, if you want uh, i'll just say free mm-hmm. beer home brewing clubs are a great place to get free beer because home brewers mm-hmm. always have like a, a keg that they're just like you know what i need a new i need to empty out a keg mm-hmm. what's the best way to empty out this keg bring it to a homebrew club meeting and you will have no problem you know, making a dent in that bad boy.
1: You will. And you'll learn a ton about beer as well. And you'll learn, um, there's a, a, you know, we were talking about different ways to grow hops. There's different ways to brew the same beer. It's, it's really, I mean, that to me is a lot of fun. If you're interested in beer at all, yeah, great, great places to go. You'll probably get hooked into homebrewing yourself. So. And
0: that's that's not a horrible thing unless nope. you care for your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you so very much. We have um, sparkling water here. This is the first time I've done an episode without beer, but I feel like because I'm having hops, I'm kind of making up mm-hmm. for that. Um, so uh, thank you very much for coming on. I really mm-hmm. appreciate you. This has been such a fun time. Uh, I've loved doing all of this. Um, I do not want this to be the last time that you're on my podcast just to let you know because this has been just a blast and a half. So thank you so very much, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Cheers. Cheers.